That's how you build rivalries, and that's how you build atmosphere. Edwards, three-pointer, is good! This team is right there with anybody else in, in the country. They are clicking on kind of a different level that we didn't um, that we didn't see this year. Perry for the lead. Oh! He did it again. How is this a personnel issue? Ish? I think I really think it's just a, a player fit. Like I I think, and it again, is. this is this is partially his fault, right? These are his transfers yes. that he brought in, right? But I'm still saying I think this is just a whiff. I think this is just a whiff on you his part. You can't, you can't, it, you cannot whiff with this much talent. And I love Texas Tech. This is home. And I get to stay home. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Zone Star State Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again is Ishmael Johnson. Ish, um... The college football season is kind of, you know, it's into bowl season now, so that doesn't – a lot of people just kind of consider this the end of the season at this point. Right. Um, the high school season, what are, what are we in? The the region finals? Region Something like that. Uh, no, Something. state semis. State semis. Okay, state, semi, state semis yeah. already. Okay. So football is starting to uh, dwindle down a little bit so we can finally have more time to watch these games and to cover these yeah. games. But – uh, how are you feeling? How's the the overlap treating you? That's what I call this November December the overlap. The hardest part feels right. It feels appropriate. Um, yeah, no, it's it's going good. You know, we're finally starting to to wind down. Even though our state coverage is pretty blown out, but uh, it's easy to it's easy to focus on like yeah, the, what the smaller amount of games and it exactly. is pay attention to everything going on every weekend. So that's nice uh, i got to watch quite a bit of basketball this past weekend even though we were in san antonio for some of the regional finals but uh yeah it's finally starting like you mentioned that overlap is finally starting to cross more into basketball and that's yes. that's my wheelhouse yeah that's um yeah like i said november december i always tell tell my parents it's like that's the hardest time of the year for us yeah, I mean, seriously not that i will ever complain about our job but right um November, December is is the time where I'm working out the least, eating the least healthy, and just, uh, right. trying to survive for two months. And then you get I was about to say that's where... that's when you get around. You're like, oh man, I haven't eaten today. Like you're just like <laughs> those random those random moments where you're like, oh, I've only eaten like one like a bagel or something. Yeah, you're like, damn, yeah. I gotta. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So don't ask me how I'm doing in these these two months, but we're, <laughs> we're getting we're getting through it. Um, right. But all right, we have a, a good amount of games to talk about uh, from last week. Like like I said, we've been just swarmed, obviously, with football stuff. So uh, we've we've had some time to assess the landscape of college basketball in Texas. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll start on the men's side. A lot of results I want to get to, but the, the main one being Texas, right? Yeah. Texas, men's basketball. Um, they keep it rolling, man. They kept man. it rolling. This was um, last week, I believe it was on Wednesday, right? Uh, yes. December first. Uh, so, or was Thursday, it? No, it was, th- it was Thursday. Thursday. It was Thursday. It was Thursday. It was Thursday. They come out at home in the Moody Center and uh, beat Creighton, the number seventeen in the country, a Creighton team that I saw in Maui, and I was really, really impressed with them. And I mm-hmm. knew that Creighton is good. And I, Texas ends up winning seventy-two to sixty-seven. Uh, I'll I'll let you go first. I do have I have quite a bit of takeaways from this game, but you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think this more or less confirms that I mean we knew that Texas was legit after that the way they beat Gonzaga, but I 
thought Creighton was better than Gonzaga before that Gonzaga game. Mm-hmm. So this was always the game for me that would really, really show, um, especially considering Creighton, even though they had a, they lost previously, they were to me the hotter team because they looked really good against Kansas. Um, they beat Tech and Arkansas and they were, I don't know. I thought they had a lot of the more of the depth that Gonzaga didn't have to match this Texas team. So with that being said, I mean, this was just as impressive of a win because they hadn't been, even if you consider Gonzaga good, that they weren't pressed in that team, or like in that game, right? Texas wasn't. And this is a Gonzaga, this is a Creighton team that could shoot. This is a Creighton team that could score. They have uh, Baylor Shireman, Ryan Nemhard, who's playing really great right yeah. now. And Texas was able to match up with them defensively. They were able to shut down the three-point line very efficiently. And we saw once again that this backcourt for Texas is something really special. Marcus Carr and Tyrese Hunter, uh, Hunter didn't have the scoring output that he did against Gonzaga, but that was when this is what I think we expected more of, which is Marcus Carr taking over that role um, as the go-to guy if, if um, on any given night. And yeah, man, this is, I don't know. This is another feather in the cap for Texas in my opinion. Yeah, um, starting with the positives, I think this team can definitely win in multiple ways this year, uh, which I kind of mentioned after the Gonzaga game. The Gonzaga game showed what that this team is capable of getting hot on mm-hmm. some nights, which you know last year's team probably wasn't able to do. Uh, they have some good depth. Uh, like you said, the, the Hunter Carr backcourt is really, really fun to watch. Serge Barry Rice even off the bench I like a lot. Um, the Gonzaga game showed they could put up points. This game showed that they can win ugly, which we mm-hmm. already knew about Texas. We knew they could win on ugly under Chris Beer. Like that's been Chris Beer's motto in in his coaching career is you, you're gonna have to win ugly, and they did right. Uh, uh, Texas shot four of nineteen from three. Creighton shot four of twenty seven from three. Um, but it, from the Texas side of things, they can win in different ways. They have a legitimate home court advantage now. Like I think, it, it, I was texting my friend. I think. Home court advantage in college basketball early in the season, like for the first half of the season, mm-hmm. is probably worth like five points to me. Like right. you know how in football, sure. or like in most sports, it's like three. You know, yeah. football yeah. it's like three. It, college basketball at this point is probably worth like five to me. It's just so important because we'll get to Baylor later. There's a lot of teams across the country that when they play that first true road game, it's like oh, mm-hmm. oh, this is the wide eyes. It's just different. And right. now Texas can can do that to teams and that's a huge huge boost going into games where you're at home where you're not looking at it as much as a man you know texas versus kansas you know at uh, in in the moody center i think texas will be able to have a little bit of a boost in home games this year so um i do feel good about that um i mean the front court is really really solid uh between timmy allen dylan mitchell dylan DeSue, christian bishop uh even the brock Cunningham minutes i mean that's five guys right there that none of them I have a problem with, with mm-hmm. playing a uh, double digit minutes. So the depth is there, the versatility for this team is there and they only come into three turnovers, which I mean, Massive. you're going to win probably 95 plus percent of the games. You only commit three turnovers. I yeah. mean, that's just, this team is really, really solid across the board. Yeah. One con- the one concern I did have in this game, which I don't know how many times they'll run up with run up against it in the big 12 is um, Ryan Kalkbrenner did have a really good game against him, right? They he's really, really struggled. Good. He's one, he's really good. So I don't, again, they might not face a skilled big man like that until Fardaz a mate comes back. Yeah. Um, but like 
they did really struggle with one, not only his size, but defending the pick and roll when he got involved. Right. Cause uh, Creighton kind of saw that uh, midway through the first half where, mm-hmm. you know, they could roll him to the basket. He finished some lobs, but also they could just really set up some really interesting things with him on the pick and roll. Um, defensively. I liked what Texas did with him. Um, uh, when they had the ball, because they they got him in, they got him out of the paint a little bit. I know mm-hmm. Dylan Dessou had a drive on him a couple of times where he, you know, he pulled up from three and like or like a, a, a pump fake from three, and then kind of had a dribble drive. Timmy yeah. Allen kind of got on him a little bit, and so I liked what they did on that end of the floor. But offensively, uh, when ba- when Creighton had the ball, I wonder I wondered a little bit about Texas's you know, uh, defending the pick and roll. Now, again, I said that, I say that to say they're not going to run into seven footers. I can move like that uh, very often. Um, I think like, again, I can count on like one hand, Zach Eady, maybe 12, Purdue. And yeah, the like, Big 12 really doesn't have a lot of dominant centers. If you go sure. across the board, Baylor, Kansas, Tech, uh, just those two off the top of my head. So, right. So like that's not, that, again, that's maybe a tournament worry as opposed yeah. to a regular season worry. Yeah, Kansas State, Iowa State. Yeah, I'm just going through the list in my head. Um, Again, not until not at least not until Fardaz a mate comes back, which yeah, at that point we don't know what the what the player he's gonna be coming back. So um my other I don't want to say it was a concern. Um Creighton shooting four of twenty seven is an outlier performance. Uh, yeah. In yeah, any, that's true. it doesn't I I mean we watched the game. Yeah, a lot of the looks were not great looks. They weren't uh the easiest looks, I'm not gonna say that, but mm-hmm. four of twenty seven is kind of it's kind of crazy, but that right, again, right. that also goes to playing on the road, which I think uh, is to Texas advantage. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if these two played maybe on a neutral site or something like that, if they played uh, on an aircraft carrier or something, uh, who knows what happens, but um, it wasn't Texas. I give Texas defense a lot of credit and I give them credit for not giving Creighton easy buckets off of turnovers. Mm-hmm. And um, for that reason, you have to say, all right, Texas, this is, this is a good win. Even if I do think Creighton, could have shot better um you know maybe texas could have shot better as well sit four of 19 but at the end of the day um pretty clean game really like the pace of the game i thought was pretty good uh only like mm-hmm. 22 free throws between the two teams for right. the whole game so wasn't choppy good one from texas they remain at two in the ap poll they're they um behind houston who we'll get to in a bit 14 first place votes for texas baylor mm. baylor bears Mm-hmm. Man, we got off the podcast last week, and Texas and Baylor goes out and gets thumped by Marquette. You called me road. at the gym. You called me at the gym. What what game did you call me at the gym for? Because I was yeah, watching that, that at the gym. I think it was, was it about was it, that. I'm pretty sure it was that one, or was it? I think it was. I think it was that one because I think it was that uh, one because I was watching. They had that one on at the gym, and I was just like, "What yeah. is happening?" Like yeah. I it. it I got really concerned, and we'll talk about, you know, they ended up beating Gonzaga after that, but I got really concerned watching that game because it was like watching, I don't know, Marquette had everything they wanted from three. Baylor's defense got so easily collapsed, and they couldn't, they really struggled to generate on offense. It reminded me of like a worse version of the 2020 team where the times where before they had that free-flowing offense with those three guards, a lot of the times it was uh, throw Jared Butler at the wall and hopefully a shot comes yeah, out, you know? The like, team. Yeah. yeah, 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 the 1920 team. Um, and so it really, I don't know, it was, again, a worse version of that where it was like, oh, they have nothing if Cryer and Flagler can't do it. And they got, I don't know, Marquette got out to a huge lead and they just never looked back. Um, I believe they finished, I believe it was, 
like 50 to 25 at the half or something like that. Like 51, yeah, 51 25. Yeah. And this is like, what am I watching the right game? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I was, I, I couldn't hear a commentary because I didn't know what was exactly being said, but I just saw so many, too many easily collapsible possessions on defensive end for Baylor. Yeah. Marquette was given everything they wanted on the outside. And again, Marquette might not, they're not going to shoot 48% from three, which is what they shot um, every game. But still it was like a lot of those were easy looks and you're going to yes. give a decent college shooting team, easy looks. They're going to hit that rate. I'm trying to weigh how much to take from that game. Right. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's really weird, hard. It also, because it's also Marquette also might be very good this season. Like, Marquette, Marquette, I think, is definitely a top. Let's see. What does Kim Palm have them at right now? I don't know. But, so they only lost to Purdue. Purdue looks like another top five team, and they only lost yes. by five. Yeah. So so Kim Palm has them 38th right now. Which, They're all, uh, their, all their losses are five uh, yeah. combined Ooh. 11 points. Wow. Five, three, and three. And it's to Purdue, Mississippi State, and Wisconsin. So Marquette's yeah. really good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it, like I said before, Baylor playing in a row in the Pfizer forum, which, you know, home game for Marquette. Sure. Um, it's interesting. I mean, like you said, I think the only thing, and I think we even saw this with Gonzaga to an extent. So I, I'm going to put these two results together. Mm-hmm. They lose to Marquette by 26, their worst loss in 15 years. Uh, then they go and beat Gonzaga. At least that's what the broadcast said. It was 20, 26 with their worst loss in 15 years. Mm-hmm. But um, then they beat Gonzaga 64-63. A game they were down seven with a minute and a half left. Flagler comes down, hits two threes, get a stop, free throws, um, put the game away. So yep. that was good. How do I, I – putting these two games together, I think you're right. <laughs> right. I think you're right, right? It, it's A lot of times it comes down to just Cryer and Flagler – and hoping that that Keontae George is on. Because mm-hmm. I'll tell you, Keontae George is going to be a top 10 draft pick in the NBA. It's yeah. just about how quickly he can get into looking like that in a game. Because there are some times sure. in the game where he just doesn't, he's not, his presence isn't felt. Mm-hmm. But if he can get himself to be a consistent contributor on both ends of the court for this team, then we're looking at a three-headed monster. And I think that's a lot more balanced. I will say Adam Flagler, before he hit those two threes against Gonzaga, had, I think, six points or five points. Yeah. So it's like we want th- we want those three to be Teague, Mitchell, and Butler. Mm-hmm. But that's asking a hell of a lot. Like that is asking a lot from those guys to be that. Because, I mean, obviously you don't want to compare it directly to the 21 team, but like the Fords on this team just haven't quite figured it out yet. The bigs have figured out that. I, I like Flo Thamba. We like Flo Thamba, but he's not Jonathan Chamba Um, I like Jalen Bridges and the Caleb Lohner. Mm-hmm. They're not Mark Vidal and Matthew Mayer. Like it's just, it's not that level yet, but they feel like they're trying to play at that level. And I still think this is a top 10 team in the country. Sure. Sure. It's just not quite pieced together yet. And that's, yeah. that's what's a little concerning. Yeah, I will say like they defensively, I thought they fixed a lot of what went wrong in, against Marquette. Um, they, I think they took a lot from the Texas playbook against Gonzaga. Um, they fronted Timmy in the post. They doubled him in the post. Um, they kind of pressured at the top of the key where they really couldn't get into their offense at all. Um, I agree with you with Keontae George. Like late in that game, he kind of had his moments a little bit more. Right, those one those one possession where he kind of put 
uh, Adrian Strother on skates and then like adjusted midair around Drew Timmy. And you're like, okay, that's, that's like pure gift right there. That's pure talent. And so there are those moments where you see where it's just like, okay, there needs, you know, there's something in there. Um, But then there are moments and, you know, they probably could have used it's hard. I don't. I'm not blaming him for the Marquette loss because they lost by almost 30. Right? It's not his fault. But like, there were some moments when Marquette was making a run where you were like, they could use just something. Right? Defensively is where they lost that game against Marquette. So there's only so much they probably could have did on offense. But I thought there were some moments when Marquette was really hitting a hitting their runs. You were like, ah, oh, there's just something missing here with this Baylor team. Um, but you know, it could just be like you mentioned. Um, true road game kind of their first true road game and yeah. one of those moments where you're just like yeah you're just not used to having that many people you know cheer against you um for your first time it's still a team that's you know we mentioned Keontae George his first true road game as a, as a, a college player in general mm-hmm. so um you might just want to it's something to keep an eye on because they don't have I'm looking at their schedule right now they don't have another true away game until Iowa State at the end of the month so like they're not playing on the road a lot, right? It's home home game, home, semi home game, home game, home game. Iowa State on the road, and then you start getting into Big Twelve play, and then it's you know obviously from there. But yeah. that's something that that's only one true road game. Yeah, I, <laughs> in I would not be, schedule. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Iowa State comes out and, and beats them in that that game. On right, the Iowa so, State's a pretty good team, but we'll see. So it's like. It, I, I, if we want to get just a little bit, I, mean, I uh, think specifically when you look at these players, Flagler and Cryer and even George to an extent are kind of tough shot makers mm-hmm. and tough shot takers in a lot yeah. of ways. And so they have to be on, I think, in a lot of these games in order to win. If not, you're going to have games where the offense looks not good. Like this, right. these, they don't generate good looks the way that the 2020 21 or 21 and 22 teams did they don't generate mm-hmm. those looks at a high clip in my opinion so how are they going to do it i think a lot of it will fall on Keontae george being more efficient being more aggressive because i think he just clearly has the highest ceiling of anybody here but yeah. lj crier in the gonzaga game went only went three of seven flagler four of 14 jalen bridges two of eight they need jalen bridges to be better than what he's been um 100 because I think Caleb Lohner has probably been better, been better than him for a, long, a lot of stretches. So you see them, they plugged in Langston Love a lot. Uh, I think, mm-hmm. he, you know, what he played, 13 minutes against Gonzaga. He went four of six. So if they get him in there, that's another a guard they can rotate in. I, it's uh, There's just a lot of pieces here. And it's one of one of the tougher jobs Scott Drew has. Obviously, last year he had to deal with injuries. But um, I'll tell you, if they had Jonathan Chamochacho, I would be feeling a lot better about this team. I do too. Um, the one concerning thing that mm, I thought it, it was a little bit of a concern, but I I don't know. Now we're almost through a non-conference. They're near the bottom of the country in three-point percentage defense. Mm-hmm. Like they are allowing thirty, almost thirty-eight percent from three. Mm-hmm. Last year's team almost a lot, barely allowed thirty, and so I don't know. What? Again, we don't have many hot shooting teams in the Big Twelve, but still, you're <laughs> you're giving you're giving college basketball players good looks, yeah. right? Whether or not you're facing a Villanova or maybe that's a bad example this year, but you know, you know what I'm saying? Like a good shooting team, you don't have yeah. to just give them good looks. Any, anybody, a poor shooting team, you can give good looks to and they're going to hit. So yeah. that's kind of another concern for me is I don't know if the three point uh, shooting defense gets any better 
um, or if it's just something they have to deal with. I mean, they're 50th in defense right now. 50th in defense right now. That is obviously the yeah. Marquette game. I think maybe blows that out of the water a little bit. Like sure, sure, but, but the, the, it's hard. To, I mean, we playing, have enough like, games. Top twenty defense at all. And right. when you look at last right. year, they had Jeremy Sohan and, and Kendall Brown. That, the length that was is the definitely last year. a concern. Yeah, that was last year. It was like okay, offensively maybe they're not great, but defensively they got Sohan Brown, Jonathan Chamochachua, and uh, even Akinjo. I think is a better defender than what they have right yep. now. It's like now you take those guys away. And you're rolling out here with the true freshman Keontae George, uh, Flagler and Cryer, who I, I like, but they're you know not the biggest cards. Thamba's your only center. Then you have Bridges and Loner at the Ford spot. The defensive yeah. side of the ball might be more concerned than the offensive side of the ball at this point. And I mean, That's Ken true. Palm says it is. Ken Palm has them sixth in offense, fifteenth in defense. So yeah, that That's is a good interesting. Point. Yeah, um, you know maybe it's something that you know maybe it's a kind of a, a Scott Drew mid-season switch where you're just like okay we're gonna fo- we're we just gotta outshoot you know we gotta outscore yeah. teams this year i don't know um yeah. but we'll we'll see that's something to definitely keep an eye on because yeah that's a that's a really good point defensively they're just not the same team they play tarleton tonight at home chaos oh, ball baby what's the spread what's the spread what's the spread? <laughs> yeah i need it uh hey man all i gotta say is keontae george has not seen a team like tarleton state i promise you that let's go no one's gonna be shooting anything yeah, we are free throws, Keontae. You better make your free throws tonight. Free throws. You better make it's your plus free 19. throws. Plus 19. For Tarleton. You go, you go. You go. Give me Tarleton. Chaos <laughs> ball, baby. Free throws. Tarleton. What's the under? Or what's the I need the total? Oh, there's so many games uh, tonight. Oh, here it is. 141 and a half. Under. <laughs> under. Under. And I'm taking Tarleton. There you go. Might have to make some withdrawals. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, the rest of the men game, men's games we can touch on. Houston stays at number one, gets past St. Mary's 53 to 48. Um, I saw the end of this game. I uh, mm-hmm. didn't get to see the majority of it. Uh, the offense, I mean, it, St. Mary's plays a naturally slow pace. Yeah. Houston is kind of like Texas in a sense that I now trust them to win in different ways they can sure. win these close games they can win ugly games they can win high scoring games um i might have gotten too excited early in the year when i was comparing the trio of like sasser shed mark to the 21 baylor team mm-hmm. uh, they're not quite at that level of you know just slice you up and dice you up yeah. um but defensively they're very good so i i think i, I still feel good about them they should be number one who else we got here? Um, oh, yeah, Rice beat Texas State-ish. Comments, concerns, 83-71. We can, we can turn this. Yeah. We can make it about Rice. Rice has won five straight games. I was about to say, no, like, I mean, there's really nothing for me to say about Tech. I, this is going to be a rebuilding year for Texas State. Like, Mason Harrell came back, and people saw that as like, oh, they can compete again. I, I We've seen it now. You know, I don't think they lost to UTSA. They lost to Rice. They picked up a good wins over Cal and Rhode Island, but this is a team that's, I think, for the most part, is still trying to find itself. Um, the yeah. front court still isn't healthy. I think I don't know, I don't know if there's still a timetable or N- Nigel Caesar did come back. Sorry, but he's still working his way back. Is what I'm saying. Uh, Nate Martin's missed some time, and they're just, it's just you know we mentioned Davion Sykes being a guy that we like, but Dylan Dawson, Brandon Davis, these guys are just new faces, and um, I feel like this is going to be more or less a year where 
they're going to be middle of the pack Sun Belt. Um, I just but don't Sun Belt see got them better too. The Sun Belt, right? Madison, exactly. Marshall, Old Dominion, exactly. So like the Sun Belt got deeper, it got better, and so I feel like this is the year where they maybe fall back to like the four or five range. Um, you know, anything lower than that, then yeah, sure, maybe we have some deeper concerns. Um, but I do think that it's the year of them being a, a nailed on, you know, one, two, three seed. I think is probably out. You know what's crazy is. Yep. 2021, the Sun Belt was ranked the 21st best conference. Last year, 17th. This year, 14th. So, hmm. yeah, James Madison is also ranked 80th in Ken Palm. So. I was about to say, James Madison's been killing it. So. James Madison might have been one of the best pickups of a conference in conference realignment <laughs> ever. Top to bottom. Yeah, I know, right? Like, they're they're Softball, too, when the spring yeah. comes around. All of them. So, uh, anyways, shout out to them. Yeah, Texas State's not gonna. Have, so I just realized Texas State has UTA coming up, which is a at Dickey's Arena. They re up that non conference uh, contract. Game. Yeah. Then they got they got Sam Houston coming up. Not winning that game. They're not winning that game. Bearcats. Bearcats. We'll get to them later. Um, yeah. We can turn to Rice a little bit. I, I swore I would. I swore I was done with Rice and then uh-huh. five straight games um, against. Against it's the, the only impressive they put the, bull- they put the bulletin board material on there. They did. They did. I mean, look at these wins. They beat – I'm just going to do it by ranking. Okay. They beat <laughs> okay. the 272nd team in the country by 17. Good win. Beat the 311th best team by 8. 341st best team by 9. 270th best team by 8. And then Texas State by 12. Texas State's a good win. And then they, um, then they have Texas uh, Sunday – or uh, uh, Monday. Yeah. Next Monday. Texas on so, Monday. Day. Like, look at the rest of this non-conference schedule. What is this? It's not a good non. It's not a good non-conference schedule. (laughs) D two, then two eighty four Northwestern State. Northwestern State's been giving some teams problems, but then another D two. How about we? Look, look, look. We we're talking about them again. Let's now we table it until we get to conference play, because like there's gonna be we can't take anything from Texas. We no. can't take anything from D2 teams. So let's just take – when do they start? Con? They start – Western Kentucky, Thursday, December 29th. We there have to go. table them until then because we're not going to know anything about this the, team. Kim Palm doesn't even buy into this yet. All right, Kim Palm Oh, yeah, no, them. I see they, I see all these L's projected on that yeah, conference yeah, USA like, schedule. <laughs> <laughs> they, are, they are projected to go 6 and 13, which might be generous. Kim Palm uh, is not buying into them. <laughs> no, not at all. So, again, we'll, we'll acknowledge that they are winning. And we will table our actual opinions until they get to conference because there's nothing we can take from this non-conference schedule. Ah, <laughs> oh, they tried. They, they they went into the offseason. They're like, you know what? They'll talk about us if we win five straight games here. <laughs> They'll talk about us. So I was like, okay, fine, you win. Almost, almost. You've been mentioned. Um, you have been mentioned. SMU, though, man, not good. Not oh, good at we all. We talked about this game. Very bo- yeah, we talked about the AM game, right? So we we're like, yeah, all right, the AM yeah. game will show us, you know, whoever Who we got to pay attention to. <laughs> exactly. Um, SMU lo- loses that game and then ish loses to Jackson State at home. Mm. At home ish. They lost in that 69 68 in that game. It's and cold out here, man. <laughs> Zurich Phelps is putting up like 20 a game. And they're, wasting a, they're wasting a huge year from Zurich Phelps right now. And, that, and then Zach Nuttall puts up seven in the game against AM and then puts up like 20 something against uh, Jackson State. But like they have nobody else outside of Zurich Phelps yeah. that can do anything on a consistent basis. 
And I said before, I said after the Dayton game about SMU, I was like, you know what? They got a good starting five. They don't have depth, but I like the starting five. And now I don't even like their starting five, and they have no depth. And so now I don't know what to think about this team. Kempom has them 164 in Kempom, I think it is. Yeah. It is looking, it's, it's looking bad out here. Um, defensively, they look fine. Like they look like they're laying foundations yeah. of stuff, right? That like that's what Rob Lanier came in to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Georgia State was a really good defensive team. They, I mean, A and M was kind of a more or less an outlier, right? I, th- I think they're a better defense. I think that was more of a defensive lapse from them. A and M kind of more or less got every second pass that they wanted um, in every possession. But other than that game, like it's been offensively. There's just like you mentioned. There's just nothing there, and to this was, I mean, that was the concern when they hired Rob Lanier is that mm-hmm. Georgia State was not that good of an offensive team. No. And so you were hiring a defensive coach, um, which I guess after the Tim Jankovic years is kind of a, a stark turn. <laughs> um, but I guess if you're a fan, you have to acknowledge that it's a good thing that the defense is showing early, right? We saw with P, uh, Joe Golding last year that that's not always the case in year one. If you take over mm-hmm. a program that's used to playing one way. Um but with that being said, yeah, you're wasting a breakout year from Zurich Phelps, who needs some damn help. <laughs> um, and they're just not bad on offense. They're awful. On yeah, off. Like, they're, they're 322nd in effective field goal percentage, right? They yeah. are awful. They can't shoot threes. They can't – inside the lane, they're not great. They don't get free throws. They don't make free throws. <laughs> they don't make free throws. Like, it's not you – know, Like, how are they getting – how are they 315th in yeah. – opponent's block percentage how are they you getting get your blocked a lot block that much at, at smu like when you have actual know, dudes man. here you have zach nuttall you have samuel williamson you have faodg yeah. you have zurich phelps who can play basketball whenever right. most of the time if you look through that like opponent block percentage list it's usually like some of the smaller teams you know sure. that are, are at this point in the season are playing like texas and teams like that that just block right. everything i don't know it's not good uh it's not great about this you might just have to i was about to say and then you might just have to you again you're gonna have to play ugly and you're gonna have to win ugly right at this rate like you just have to get teams uncomfortable on the defensive side which they can do but i don't know how far that's going to get them in an aac that has potentially the best team in the country right now um like you're at risk of getting embarrassed by houston um that tcu game will show a lot because we've seen that tcu team not look very good yeah um so that TCU game coming up on December 10th, the Saturday, that'll be yeah. very telling. Um, yeah, I was looking at the non-conference schedule. Arizona State, TCU, Iona, Tulsa. Not uh, easy. Oh, that's it. Those are the last three non-conference yeah. games. And they're projected to lose all three of them. So, yeah, we'll see what they can do. Uh, A&M, things. flipping it to A&M real quick. Yeah. Um, beat SMU. Good mm-hmm. good result there. And they beat DePaul um, last Friday. Uh, and then they lose to Boise State, and Boise State's a pretty damn good team this year. But I I looked at that game as being a uh, a game between two comparable teams. So for mm-hmm. AM to get ran the way they did was a little disappointing. But I think that's what we kind of expected from AM this year. They're going to be inconsistent to a degree. They're still not the most talented team. They're not going to be mm-hmm. competing in the SEC as a top four team at all. But I think that they are they're good enough to you know, win games against SMU convincingly and then lose to Boise State. Like, that's just what's going to happen in SEC play. They might go 10-8. and They might go 8-10 and in SEC. I don't know. But my my opinion of them has 
hardly changed at all. They still are a very balanced team. They had five guys in double figures against Boise State. Um, Wade Taylor continues to shoot a lot. You know, sometimes they go in, sometimes they don't. But it's kind of just they are what they are at this point. Yeah, I think so. I think that, you know, I don't know. I do wonder about what this season could spell for Buzz Williams. Because now we're starting yeah. to we're starting to figure out what we're trying to see what his ceiling is as a coach here, and if we're still talking about yeah they don't have dudes except for like Wade Taylor and Henry Coleman then it's like okay well they're paying you like a pretty big name you know they're yeah. paying you to get into that top of the SEC so I think that's if anything that's gonna be um, the t- the selling point or the 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 telling thing going forward the season because mm-hmm. um, they are what they are and I don't like you said I don't see them making a run for the SC title yeah i mean well i i I think it might still be too early for him to be on the hot seat obviously this is year four at this point um (laughs) first year they go um 10 and 8 in conference or was 8 and 10 let me figure out what it is i can't remember Uh, they looked really good the second half of conference i know that much they went 10 and 8 in conference in 2020 uh they go 2 and 8 in conference in covid year and then they go 9 and 9 last year in conference i think if they go 9 and 9 again I think people – I don't want to say they'll be happy with that, but 9-9 nine and nine would get you close to a tournament bid depending mm-hmm. on how they close out. Like like they have Memphis next Saturday right. uh, on the 17th. Like that game will be huge for their tournament hopes. Uh, you know, they got Oregon State who they should beat in theory uh, on Sunday. So, you know, wins like that, they'll have to probably win out the rest of their non-conference schedule, which is very doable uh, outside of Memphis. And then, you know, if you go 9-9 nine and nine in conference after that, I think they could make it. So, you mm-hmm. know, that's that's another decent year for AM, which I think is about what they're expecting, I think. But obviously at some point right. we, we want them to take a step forward. But they just don't have the dues on this team to take that step forward. Right. All right. Um, yeah, the games real quick on the men's side. Sam Houston State plays Oklahoma State tonight. All three all three of these games are tonight. Texas plays Illinois, Tarleton State plays Baylor. Those three games tonight. We'll see how they go. Um Jump into the women's side. It was a less eventful week on the uh, on the women's front, mm-hmm. but we can start with Texas. We can start with Texas. Um, how do we? Uh, Rory Harmon's back. <laughs> Rory Harmon's back. Uh, shout out to Rory Harmon. Yes. Um, friend of a friend of the podcast, <laughs> and <laughs> they 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 lost to USF. And yeah. uh, dropped to three and four on the season. Then they bounced back, beat Southern, goes to another four and four on the season. But um, I watched a little bit of that USF game. You can tell Rory's back, but it—I uh, say that as a good thing and a bad thing because it doesn't feel like anybody else knows how to play with Rory Harmon at this point, which we expected. But I'm—I'm I'm, I'm not gonna like. Yes, I'm getting concerned. I'm starting to get concerned. A little bit. Um... Going up. I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't I guess for me I'm trying to figure out okay the frustrating thing I watched Vic Schaefer's post game afterwards they were getting ran on they allowed 24 fast break points that um like 17 points off turnovers it's just like it's little things now it's little things that are beating it's not even like the overall yeah. big picture of talent or whatever anymore they allowed yeah. USF to go 9 of 17 from 3 allowed them to get layups in transition I don't know it's it, it was a lot I, I get where you're coming from. I guess for me, though, I'm more – I'm very – let me put it this way. This is only their second game with more assistant turnovers, right? 
And I think that becomes more of a, I think that's something that Roy Harmon just will bring back. Right. And USF is very good. Right. Let's not, I don't want to, I don't good, want that yeah. to get lost in here. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I agree that I am concerned because that was a lot of, that was also a lot of responsibility on Rory Harmon to come back and be like, okay, all the problems are fixed now. You know, yes. um, this team does still need, still have issues of, of chemistry, obviously, but I just, I don't know. I, I'm not quite there yet with the, um, uh, with the concerns. And the one thing that concerns me is that the deep, the defense wasn't there unless they were getting, mm-hmm trans steals and transitions right yes. they, they really struggled to shut down usf and i thought usf shot the ball really well mm-hmm. um so yeah that was that's if anything that's probably my concern because your best defender comes back and you get a little worse on defense so um yeah that's that's probably it for me right now but i, I don't know man i'm still not maybe it's me just being reluctant to give up on them right now and i'm not saying you're giving up on them yeah. either but um I don't know. I, I, I looked at that and said, I looked at that stat about like, man, they've only, which is another wild stat. They've had more turnovers than assists the entire season except two games. Um, I take that as like, okay, this, this team's going to fix itself. Yeah. I think uh, defensively it'll defensively. It's interesting because sure. even though they didn't have Roy Harmon allowed 83 to UConn, 68 to Marquez, 71 to Louisville and 70 to USF. Um, I just don't think teams should be getting in the seventies on a Vic Schaefer team. Like if that's what he sure, emphasizes, sure. that's what, you do um they did force a lot i think they forced 20 was it 27 turnovers something like that something so like that, yeah it was, it was very boomer bust like for usf so i'm not gonna act like they were carving mm-hmm. texas up but mm-hmm. um I, all i'm saying is texas does not have a good win this year texas does not have a win over a good team right yeah they beat DePaul by 40 they beat rutgers by 40 if you want to say those are good teams okay but they beat Princeton by 24, which is, you know, Princeton's decent, I guess. But, like, that right. that's it. Those are their wins. And they've lost to every other team they've played or every good sure. team they've played. So, um, I'm not selling them. Don't get me wrong. I, I think they're going to be fine. I think they <laughs> should be good. But um, it's just it's – we're at – it's December 6th. We're a month into the season, and they don't have a good win yet. Sure. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That, <laughs> that's it. That's it. Well, I'll reserve judgment. Reserving judgment. I think Roy should be fine, but – yeah, it was. Uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll um, SMU beat Cal and deserve a shout out because they are now seven and two on the season. They mm-hmm. haven't had the, the craziest, you know, schedule, but this Cal win is definitely impressive. Um, to beat Cal uh, seventy to fifty six. Man, I I wasn't expecting this. I wasn't expecting SMU to do this to people. I wasn't expecting yeah. SMU to come out and be seven and two. Uh, they only went four six from three. They barely um, lost to Baylor. Yeah, yeah, that I remember that result. We were like, okay, well, Baylor didn't have X and Y. Hey, man, they're three points away from being eight and one with a win over Baylor and Cal at this point. So, uh, SMU, I don't know how good the American is. Obviously, we just saw USF beat Texas, and I know UCF is always good, but uh, could SMU be in play in the American? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, that that'll be interesting to watch. Um, their biggest their biggest wins probably a blot over Commerce, who looked like a pretty who looks like a really good team stepping up to D one. So, um, that's not a that's not nothing that they're able to blow out them. So yeah, I mean this is something to keep an eye on, man. Toyo Wilson, we've we saw some things last year. Um, good obviously question. it was tough taking over that program um, after twenty twenty, but man, looks like looks like there's something to keep an eye on here. Yeah. 
Tulane's also very good in the American. I watched them play yes. LSU this past weekend. Yeah, that's a good point. Very good. Um, but yeah, shout out to, to SMU. We will continue to keep tabs um, on y'all. Uh, what's the next game? Oh, yeah, they got North Texas next. So easy win. Then they got AM. <laughs> Man, just, just, just slandering. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, that might have been too, too harsh or not harsh enough. <laughs> sorry. I can't, can't do it anymore. But uh, AM uh, is, they play AM December 18th. So kind of two weeks away. I won't worry about that yet. Um, speaking of Texas AM, let's jump around real quick. They got smoked by Kansas in a game that we were hoping that they would keep close. They didn't keep it close. No, not at all. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I did not watch the game. Um, yeah. Janai Barker played seven minutes. Did she get ejected or something? She played seven uh, minutes actually, at one point. Did she get hurt? That's my concern. I don't want to laugh because maybe she got hurt. But right, um, I don't. And usually I do my research on these podcasts, as everybody knows. But um, I just saw one minute from Janai Barker, and I was concerned. Right. I think. Let me see. Ba, 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 ba. That yeah, it seems like everybody. Was asking the same question. Yeah, is Janiah Barker healthy? <laughs> right, that was one of the questions. Yeah, somebody put that on Twitter. So I don't. I, yeah. Maybe it just uh-huh. wasn't the game for her. I mean, I'll say this much: I was able to go back and watch a little bit of it. I missed the part where she, I, I don't think she was hurt. Um, Kansas one is very good. They're going to be a player in the Big Twelve, like, yeah, easily going to be. Especially now that Baylor and Texas don't look maybe as good as we thought. Mm-hmm. Um, Kansas is going to be one of those teams with Iowa State that's going to be in play. Uh, a had a lot of very young team and so like but they were there was a lot of like lazy passing going on like lazy is not like they don't care but like we're used to doing this really easily mm-hmm. right they were used to dominating at our level yep. so it was just a lot of like that those kind of turnovers um defensive length is there for this team this is a very athletic team yeah uh, m is but i i don't know it, to me it felt like a team that just needed to not needed to but like really got a dose of hard dose of reality against a really good conference contender and potential dark horse national title like i don't know i'm not too concerned with this game because the issues were like they've shown to be really good defensively and they got carved up defensively this game and so i don't know i don't want to like put too much on this because um so yeah i don't know they shot 28 percent from the floor they gave up 50 percent. like they did they weren't good on either side of the ball and yeah. so far um joni taylor's shown to be a good defensive coach with this team and i just think they got out outmatched yeah and i mean janai barker is their best player in my opinion i think right she's their best player. so if she played seven minutes something was wrong they got outscored 42 to 16 in the second half so that's really right. where the disparity came uh what was i gonna say oh yeah i mean while kansas is good AM and I think the middle of the SEC might be open to a degree. Mm-hmm. I had them predicted to come in ninth in the conference. You know, the SEC is gonna have some some teams in here and you're yeah. gonna have to you're gonna they're gonna have to play, you know, up to the that caliber of competition, which might be asking a lot from a team that relies on two freshmen in Bowles and Barker to mm-hmm. be really, really good for them. But that's if anything I took away from this game is we might be asking those freshmen to do to do a little bit too much at this point. Sure. So potentially. Um, I will say, I think, let me see, they finished with 19 turnovers, AM did. Um, Kansas State or Kansas was able to get in some really early offense off those, like really mm-hmm. like one pass, two pass looks for pretty good shots. So again, that's that just screams youth to me. A lot of those turnovers were just just like a pass that should have more zip on it and it just didn't. Um, 
So I'm not, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not saying don't take anything from this game. Cause this is a game where, yeah, you should, this is how tougher teams are going to play you. So absolutely. You should take stuff from this game, but um, I'm not in terms of like their ceiling or anything. I'm not too yeah. worried. Yeah. It's not like we expect them to be top four in the sec. Anymore. Right. It was going to be a rebuilding year anyway. Type of year. Um, all right. Texas state, but UTSA mm-hmm. 60 to 55. Um, kind of a, they were down one going into the fourth quarter, end up winning by five, uh, drops UTSA to one and five on the year. UTSA, UTSA has had a pretty tough schedule, um, to this point, at least with Texas teams, SFA, Abilene Christian, Texas State, blah, blah, blah. Um, Texas State improved to four and two on the year. I think this is a pretty good win for them. Uh, Mm -hmm. we would have expected them, I think, to win for the most part. Jordan Jenkins for UTSA puts up 18, seven. Uh, four blocks, you know, the usual she ends up fouling out in 32 minutes. Yeah. Uh, Ja'Kayla Bowie, 16 points. Tanisha Hood, 12. Taylor Pruitt, 14. How are we feeling? How are we feeling about Texas State? I think we're feeling okay. I mean, uh, Tamia Jefferson, I believe, is still battling injury. Um, or if it, I can't remember if it's an injury or, I think it's injury. Um, mm-hmm. She hasn't been playing, so that's a big part of this team that's not there right now. Um, she was expected to kind of play second fiddle with, with, uh, Kennedy Taylor in the backcourt. So, I mean, this UTSA team, you know, they're a solid team. They're going to be competitive. Yeah. So, like, I think beating this team is is a good win. Um, their non-conference doesn't get too much harder. I mean, they, they got Corpus Christi and they got Houston Christian, so those will be challenges, but they're not going to face, you know, the, the big, big challenges are done. So, like, they should be favorites going into conference play uh, to win out their non-conference. Um, I'm just going to say – UTSA fans hold fast, right? This team is fine. Like they're one in five, but they're fine. Like yeah. we promise. Um, I'm not concerned. Like these losses aren't concerning, right? They're competitive. They're about by five, uh, except for Missouri state. They're all within single digits. Like this is a team that's right there. Um, they'll probably pick up a win over UIW. Like this, they could be, I, I like them to potentially beat Houston. We'll see. But um, this is a team that is perfectly fine. Like, Perfectly fine. Um, I I don't have a concern right now with them. In uh, the college football playoff, we would call those quality losses. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, a lot of quality losses on this on this schedule at this point yep. uh, in the year for a team that is in year two and has a lot going for it. I just at the end of the day, they turn the ball over 27 times compared to Texas sure. State's 15 you're going to lose those games and that kind of comes with and that's kind of a that's a concern with you know UTSA turns the ball over a lot right that's something you may want to we may want to put a pin in for later to be like okay that's something that could really come back to bite them later on down the line because they're still trying to figure out you know playing careful basketball yeah yeah figuring out the offense still to a degree with all the freshmen that are coming in with Jordan Jenkins and Kira White coming in it's just a lot of moving pieces here so like I said think they'll be fine um good to see Texas State pick up a win and uh, we go from there for those two teams. Last shout out here: Rice beats TCU seventy to sixty, improves to seven and zero on the year. Rank Rice. Let's do it, damn it. I have not looked at the AP poll on the women's side yet, but where I, I just need to know if they're getting if they're getting votes. Let me so, see. I will check right now. Go ahead. So we because got the latest one. Seven and zero. Yeah. Okay. They are. They are getting four votes, baby. Ah. Let's go, baby. We're 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 close. We're close. Where's we're getting closer? What's their schedule? What's their schedule look like? Is there any team? What Texas teams are? Is there any other Texas teams ranked besides Texas and Baylor? Uh, but Texas dropped out. Texas is not in there. Oh, that's right. Damn. Um, Damn. let's see. I don't Damn. think so. Baylor. 
I don't think there would be any more. That's it. Yeah, I was about to say Baylor's it. So yeah. Wow. Wow. Rice. See anybody else receiving votes? Rice. Okay. Okay. I don't want to discount Baylor. I don't want to discount Baylor. Right. But Rice is playing like the best team in the state. They kind of are. Yeah, playing. And they have. Let me let me check their non-conference. Beat A and M. Beat. They got. They got Houston coming up. They'll win that. They got Sam Houston coming up. We'll see. And they got conference. Yeah, they might be ranked by conference. They might be ranked. They could be ranked by conference. I don't know. They'll have to hope for some losses, obviously, but they're getting votes. They're getting votes. We'll see. Oh boy. Um. Yeah. Middle. Middle. That middle game will be tough, but that that'll be a game. Look, they're they are going to be, in my opinion. I'm just going through it. I'm not going to act like I'm a conference USA women's basketball savant, but they uh they should be favored to win the conference at this point. I think Middle Tennessee might be their best competition off the top of my head. I think so. So that game will be interesting. But yeah, Houston. Houston's been kind of sneaky on the women's side. They've had yeah. some quality losses as well. They've been in a lot of games. Um, let me see which one. Yeah, they've lost to UTA by three. Uh, lost to Kansas State by fourteen, which isn't bad this at is all. <laughs> lost to Florida by four. Lost to Portland really by six. Good. Like Houston, Houston and UTSA. Which is the better one in six team? I don't know. I'll let you decide. But I mean, the one they play. They play. <laughs> they play. When do they I'm play? I'm pretty sure they play. They don't I'm play. pretty sure they play. They're in different. Oh, they do. They do play. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Oh, that's what I you like just, UTSA I'm sorry. in that I game. I just blanked. I just completely blanked. I'm sorry. I you like just UTSA said in that game. That's game of the week. I'm put. I'm putting it down right now. That's that's. I'm taking UTSA right now in that game. Houston's Houston's not been good this year, man. The quality loss comp. The quality loss. The quality game. Well, losses go to state UTSA. Overtime. <laughs> They lost to Florida State in overtime, lost to Florida in overtime, lost to UTA by three, lost to Kansas State by 14. Beat Commerce by 16. Mm, 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 mm. I'm, 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 I'm giving I'm, – I'm swinging with Karen Aston over here. Give me Karen Aston. All right, I'll take Houston. Ooh, take okay. You. All right. Well, we, got, we, got a couple, we, got, we got about a week or so before that game goes off. We got two tough. weeks until that game. And look, Watch. that's already our game of the week. Yeah, game of the week. Game of the month. Game of the month. One, one win teams. one and six. That is the game of the month. <gasps> oh. I, I just, I'm, I'm still laughing that I, I was like, damn, UTSA plays Houston. That might be tough. And then I looked at Houston's schedule. I was like, does Houston play UTSA? And I completely blanked <laughs> on trying to put two. That's what happens when you cover 48 teams here, okay? Right. Just you forget uh, 50 teams. schedules 50 and all that stuff. Now. Jesus. 50 teams. No clue what's happening. Just yeah, running around with my head cut off. Um, <laughs> yeah, they did get four votes. Interesting. Very rice, interesting. baby. Shout out rice. Okay. That's all we got. All right. That'll man. do it. 50 minutes. Right at it. Recap everything. Uh again. Uh we'll be more frequent once frequent once the football season kind of slows down. Kind of like like we said, surviving right now. Surviving. Yeah. That's right. that's what we're doing. All right. But uh that's all we got for y'all today. We hope y'all enjoyed it. Um Check us out on YouTube if you're listening on the audio side. If you're on YouTube, subscribe, leave a like, comment, share, all that good stuff. We appreciate it. Uh, leave us a, uh, If you're listening on the audio side, leave us a five-star rating and review. We greatly appreciate it. Um, ish, a couple weeks ago, or I forgot to mention, a couple weeks ago, I got the, the magazine. Oh, nice. Beautiful. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. Went through and read it again. I was like, damn. I'm in there, and so it's like, <laughs> you send a picture to your mom and everything. That's, like, yeah, that's some that's some beautiful conference USA coverage we got, buddy, we and and SEC coverage. Yes, and SEC, we did it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's all we got for y'all today. We hope y'all enjoyed it, and we will check y'all out. Uh, talk to y'all later.